0: Hello, friends. Joshua Loya, your friendly neighborhood Jedi. I am not Spider-Man. My name isn't Toby Maguire or Peter Parker or Tom Holland, for that matter. Sorry, Andrew Garfield. This week, we have with uh, on the show... Uh, my friend and surf brother, Mr. Ty Duckett. But before I tell you any more about that, I want to quick tell you about an organization called Waves for All. Waves for All is largely how Ty and I got to know each other. They help those of us with varying differences in how we interact with the world, those of us without the traditional number of limbs or working eyes, or brains that work the same, or or any. Difference you might conceive of, uh, we get to enjoy the ocean because the ocean's made for everyone, not just those of us who are the norm. And uh, though those of us who do surf, we're kind of a different breed anyway. But if you'd like to get involved either as a surfer, as a volunteer, as a sailor, because we also do sailing too, um, you can check out the website for Waves for All at www.wavesforall.org. That's ww.dwaves of the number four o r g And now without further delay, mister Ty Ducket. All right, uh Aloha Warriors, I got here with me uh Again, uh, somebody who I'm I'm stoked to to share the water with, and and, uh, Rona has made things challenging in terms of us getting together and surfing together, but what's up, Mr. Todd Duckett? How you doing, man?
1: I'm doing all right, bro. Just like you said, uh, it's been, it's been a little challenging with everything's going on, but, uh, we gotta, we gotta make a way to get into the water and catch some waves, brother. I think
0: we might, we might have a plan to do that tomorrow morning. If things all work out and the, uh, the stars align, if I remember to say the right ritual and, and grab the, uh, Uh, see, I, 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 uh, I procured a goat, so we'll see what I can do tonight. I'm just kidding. (laughs)
1: <laughs> dude you had me for a second i was like oh shit you gotta, you you like, gotta like, go. we've
0: only hung out like basically surfing you're like what kind of dark shit is this guy
1: into like, dude man i miss you brother no, it's been sure, too, too long man how long has it been freaking uh least, i think i think the corona just started or so did we surf together when after last time we, we saw April? each other or was it june because it was after because we were, I don't know. I, I feel like it was earlier because, yeah, it was definitely April because I had my niece out in June for like all of June. So we didn't see it in. Then. I know um, I
0: remember that specifically because it was, yeah, that was my first, sef- first uh, surf session, I think after uh, Corona. So I, so I had that world's contest it was March 14th. And then I didn't surf mm-hmm. for the rest of March. And then April 1st was my first time in the water after that.
1: That's, that's when yeah. it was. I think, I think so. Cause, um, we were also weirdly, well, not weirdly, but we were, uh, I guess appropriately social distancing. So I think, yeah, it was right, right when everything went And down. we
0: didn't know, we, you know, know how gnarly it was either. We didn't know. I mean, not that we know a whole lot more, but we didn't know like, okay. Yeah. If I cough six feet away from you and I'm on a nine foot, you know, like <laughs> are you gonna get it still or
1: Yeah. You know, you know how new it was? I don't know if you even recall, but I had asked you for a sip of water and I just I just took it back. I wasn't even thinking, yeah. like, you know, we're in this new situation. I just was thirsty. Yeah, yeah. Bro. Well, and <laughs> I was just like and I was like,
0: whatever, man. Like I'm I'm cool. Like I was I was all right yeah. with it, but it was like
1: for two weeks after? you sent me like a text later you was like dude uh hope you're not worried like i'm good i was like i wasn't even thinking about yeah. it until you like so you thought about it. I was like oh shit i totally yeah i wasn't thinking man i just was thirsty no no it's all
0: good man like and i th- and so far yeah. so good neither of us got it so um I
1: actually, yeah man
0: honestly yeah. dude i think i had it i still haven't been tested for the antibodies and and apparently i, I find out by the way if you donate blood like the red cross and stuff like that they'll actually test you for the antibodies at least i don't think that's still going on oh so i'm thinking i'm okay. thinking about doing that cuz like i know that we didn't get widespread coverage of this thing until like the earlier part of this year but mm-hmm. dude, i got sick as a dog in december like I, I don't ever get you know like the flu or 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 pneumonia or anything man but i had i had serious like i had lung butter for like 2 months in December, you know, like I, I was sick for like two or three weeks. So I'm not going to ask you to confirm or deny the following, but, uh, you know, so like I was as disoriented as if I had eaten like a massive potent pot brownie without any, of the, nice. without, any, without <laughs> any of the
1: fun. Oh no, that's what no, that, you that's, had a bad it, trip. It, that's well, that's nice. the
0: thing, but it was just the <laughs> fever that I had from whatever this cult, this, virus or whatever the hell I had back in December and you know we didn't know anything about coronavirus back then who knows you know
1: whatever yeah yeah it could have just been gearing up like yeah because I don't think it even hit the news to like January something like that you know and then even then we didn't know what the heck was going on well if I don't need a bat
0: I'm okay I mean dude if you go back some of the coverage of this stuff did not age well
1: (laughs) no (laughs) a lot of it does not age well but we're all over the place, man. But honestly, um, but, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like you know, um, you know, before we got started on on the the call or on the on the podcast, uh, I had to pause to talk to my mom. My mom works at a hospital, um, and she notes that she had a coworker that passed away from it. And then I got a buddy that uh, my college roommate, um, and he also has a podcast called uh, "Conversation with with Friends." Where uh, he's pretty funny. But um, he's from New York and he knows 11 people that passed well, away. Because remember, New York was like the epicenter for a little bit.
0: Ground zero almost all over again. Pardon the. Uh, it, that seems like an artfully used vocabulary right
1: there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's strange because it's like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm like, fearful, all right? You know? you know, but. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's nuts, man. Wow, but how you been outside of that, man? How, outside you know, of that, dude. On?
0: Like, uh, honestly, if it wasn't for surfing, dude. Like, and this is this is what's so cool about this is in in like the the kind of very organic way in which you and I became friends is is being able to get out in the water changes everything for me. You know, I mean,
1: like exactly, like it, like like I hate to you know not trying to talk. Oh, over it's you, all but good. It's a conversation. When, so good. you you know when you're like anticipating what you know where somebody's going and the exact word I was going to use was changes everything like legit yeah. it changes everything it changes your entire attitude it changes your mood you know um we, we spoke offline you know um because uh just things were going I was just I was having a shitty week the yeah. shitty month to yeah. say to say yeah. the least and um and we when we talked about it and I went surfing and, dude, like, so before I went surfing, I would, my, my buddy David, uh, he has this organization called Color the Water. Um, and he just, we were about to get in the water. And he just looked at my face and he just was like, yeah, you need some water time. Like, you're just, you're something's not right. And it's like, you can see it. And then when I got out of the water, I was smiling ear to ear. Yeah. Like, I'm like this, I don't know what it is, but it's something about I don't know, like maybe mother nature, you know, I, that that's what it is. It, it could be, or at least for me, I can't right. speak for everyone, but for me, when you, when you're dealing with life's problems and, and, and life's issues, whether they, you know, are, uh, reality based or kind of just living in our heads, sure. um, it's, it, it can take you for a trip and everything seems so huge you know, like, oh, my God, the weight of this situation is, is just going to crush me. And I think what the ocean does is it lets you know that you're just literally a speck in the ocean When in the grand scheme of things. You're just a speck in the ocean compared to the entire control world. Shit. And let's not even get started on the universe. You can't even you know control I
0: mean? shit like I had. So this is going to sound weird to people who don't surf, but, you know, I think a lot of this conversation will just look over our shoulder in the conversation, whatever I had. For the first time in my whole life, I was in a barrel for like two seconds and it was disorienting and I got hit with my, and I fell off and I get hit with my board in the head. Um, and I wasn't hurt, uh, badly, but like, you know, my ear hurt for like, you know, a couple weeks and and whatever. And thankfully the fin didn't get me like our buddy Richie had his, his ear shredded.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you Richie you my it? guy. Have You seen that dude? No, I have I haven't seen it. I met him and then a month later I hear his freaking ear got ripped, <laughs> ripped he, all he, up. I'm he like, "Oh man." Back on.
0: So he I think he's okay. But Oh wow. But like oddly enough, even that experience was like okay.
1: Like yep. <laughs> fair fair exchange you know what I mean? like, it's like well, it's kind of like when
0: the first time i got stung by a stingray i was like i wasn't mad i was like i mean imagine if some dude came into my living room and was up and you know what i mean like <laughs> that i didn't invite there you know yeah. it's that's like i'm hanging out in his living room
1: right right absolutely that's a good way to look at it Yep. Yep. that foot that came down on him he's like what the hell are you doing guy <laughs> like he's just he's just defending the territory man but yeah it's just something about the ocean I think you know it, it minimizes what you thought was so you know so huge you know you get knocked around you know and it's just like you get taken off your feet you get you get thrown around and it's just like whoa like it I, I think it just kind of level sets it's like just calm down. You can handle this just like you handled this way that just knocks yep. you out. You can handle, you can handle what's going on in, in, in the real world. So, um, you know, I don't know what it is. You know, our surfers have called it their reset button. It's, it's, it's all that stuff for me, man. Like, I mean, you, you know how it is. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know how it goes. I, and, and I don't know
0: if there's like a, I don't know if there's any science to this or if this is kind of like some hippie surfer bro science, but like, the, the negative ions in the salt water and stuff apparently does something. Mm. You know, I've had people kind of explain it that way too, that there's actually like a bioelectrical thing going on. Um, you know, but either way... That can make sense. Either way though, like one of the cool things is like, I've had like weird... I get this thing where where if I have my stress levels get too high, it starts hurting my joints. But then I got in the water mm. and I don't know if it's the, the emotional reset Or if it's also the stress of like, I'm still working my body, but it's, I'm out Mm -hmm. there in the water, maybe it, and cold water helps. And, and maybe the not having gravity is, is much of an impact. I don't know. Like I don't hurt when I get out. So,
1: yeah, it's funny that you say that because I, I, I'm pretty sure it has to be a combination of all those things. But, um, like two weeks ago, uh, and matter of fact, I told John about it because he he asked me to go out surfing and I had Much climb to decline. John White Wins for
0: All, just for anybody listening.
1: Oh, without a <laughs> doubt. All day, every day. Like that guy and his organization is oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, but uh he he, he told me he told me he was going surfing and I wanted to go, of course. Right. But I was like, dude, I gotta I gotta sit this one out. My neck and my back is, is I don't know what I did. And I kind of just think I'm getting older and I just dude, slept on it rock. World. Like it wasn't like are you what, what? What year were you born?
0: I turned eighty, or uh, eighty is when I was.
1: born. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm eighty four. You got a okay. couple years on me. Um, but yeah, man, I had to sit it out because my back and my neck was hurting. And when I finally got out to surf, you know, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna just fight through this and get through it." But how about when I get out of the water? I felt great, yeah. like my, like everything, my back, my neck, it all felt great. And I'm like, "That's so weird." You stop thinking to do that. such a maybe. That's that too. That too. But I think it is like the you know the science part of it, like you said, the negative ions. Because I saw this thing on Netflix. Um, Jeff Goldblum, he has like a little six uh, six episode doc uh, docu series right. where he's kind of just exploring all these things. But one of the things he explores is like holistic medicine. And one of the places that he went to was to have like a salt immersion bath, okay. where you go into this dark room and you're in basically a bathtub but is that like it's the isolation super tank is water. something different it, i think that's what it okay. is uh i the isolation take my brother sent me like a link for right. it years ago um but yeah it you know it's some properties that you know some healing properties that come from that just being in that that state of zen and i, and I also think it's a mental part just right. for me like surfing puts puts me mentally in a, in a good space because you can't do anything but surf when you're surfing, like you, you, you gotta just be in the moment. And that, that helps me. It it helps me from stop thinking of the million and one other things that I got (laughs) to take care of, (laughs) or, or I'm allowing to worry me for no reason. You know what I mean? It's just like, just surf, catch this wave, bro. Enjoy this feeling. So, um, I'm, you know, I used to say that I found surfing, but I'm really just glad surfing found me, you know what I mean? Is, uh, I don't know what I'd be doing without it.
0: Yeah, man, that's I'm I'm 100% with you. It's it's funny, man. It's it's like it's allowed me to uh I don't know, like it, it's it's allowed me exactly what you I couldn't really honestly put it any better than you put it. It's almost like like forced meditation.
1: <laughs> mm, forced meditation i like that because i find it so hard to meditate to sit still yeah. and just like be one with my thoughts but forced meditation because
0: <laughs> you, you man, either you, sir you basically you either focus on right now or you drown
1: <laughs> yeah well dude. You, so you got a name and a slogan bro forced meditation <laughs> you focus on the now or you drown that's just that's the slogan man i like it bro uh, uh, that's that's real yeah tell me and then being out in the elements the beautiful scenery you know the awesome folks cheering you on when you catch a wave, like that's all it's all therapeutic man you know surf there and and
0: then of course you go out there with guys like john so so i'm gonna tell you what this (laughs) motherfucker did to me uh, uh, uh probably about a month out a couple months back so we went out to uh to probably the same spot we're going to tomorrow. We don't need to tell anybody cause we don't want people showing up, you know, uh, <laughs> <facts>. <laughs> um, but we, uh, we went out West, like due West for like an extra long paddle. Right? right. And so we're probably 600 yards or more West of the coast, West ashore. Like, so it's probably 60 mm. feet below us. Right. And super clear right. and everything. And we're just sitting on our boards, kind of enjoying the moment. And then John starts talking out about all the different types of sharks there are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like John.
0: You know, it's like, well, you know, I've you know, I become one with the ocean, right? So you know,
1: it's like, all right, thanks, dude, thanks. He he did that to me. (laughs) It wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't like your guys' session because he was. Um, I I think we had some other folks out there, so it was like I would see him and then he would. Yeah, yeah. He would say, "Oh, go for
0: it. There's a good one, or whatever." Yeah.
1: Yeah, so he he paddled back after he was, like, having some fun um, down, you know, by the whitewater, right. and he comes back, and he was like, hey, I just saw a shark. Just, like, calmly, like, hey, I just well, saw a shark. I'm the like, uh, do we
0: need to get out is, of here? Are like the leopard sharks, you know, the three-foot-long yeah. things that aren't going to bother with us.
1: And that's and that's how calm he came yeah. over. He was like, oh, I saw mean, a shark. I'm just I like, want, Dude. I honestly think
0: that John wants to die by getting eaten by a shark. Like, I, like, I would not have said this about almost anybody, but like, with as much as in love with the ocean as John White is, like, I honestly think he couldn't find a, a happier death, like, than than getting eaten by a by a shark.
1: Without without a doubt, he that I man loves the ocean. Be in the water.
0: anybody I know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you got to figure he he freaking made he he constructed his whole life so he can be around this particular surf break. Yeah. Like when he told me that, I was like that is dedication, man. Like you, he's like, I don't want to live anywhere else, but by 20 minutes away from the surf break. And I was like, he's official. He's official dude, man. But, um, but I I love his style because he like, kind of just throws you out there. Um, well, not kind of just throws you out there. He'll give you the lessons. He'll explain the things. And then, then he, he, he puts it on you to apply it. Well, and he did the same thing with me
0: and Luis, right? Like, like he basically, who's another blind surfer, um, and you know, he He's a beast. He, he, Luis is a beast, dude. He shot the pier. You remember, do you remember hearing about what? that? So, so 2019, no, yeah, yeah. so 2019 at the US Open. Um, so it was, it was Kirk from Australia, it was me, and it was Luis. It was just the three of us in the totally blind division over there. And right, you know, you've been to you well, wait the 2018, which was your first US Open. Um, right, like you remember how that north, south, north current gets over there.
1: Oh, I remember. It it kicked my ass. So
0: so, um, we were south of the pier that year. uh, Oceanside pier for you guys. If you guys want to come surf or Oceanside has some uh, fairly intense waves for for San Diego area. Um, And it was was just so strong where like they were right up by the pier like and John casually as can be is like, hey, Luis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're gonna shoot the pier. And Luis is like, okay. And like John had basically <laughs> jump off his board and like hang hung on to Luis's board because John was basically coaching him in the water like like all the blind surfers we, you know we usually have a, a spotter or a coach out there with us and um, but yeah he, he shot the pier not on purpose but it's a, <laughs> the, it was just so it was John made a calculated decision and thankfully they were both okay you know because yeah. if, if Luis had gone for another wave he would have crashed in one of the pylons or something. You know, it's not well, really-
1: yeah. Well John's John's awesome and what I like about him is, you know, he deals with so many um People with different uh, situations, yep. and what I love about John is he sits down and he thinks of an uh, exercise or an activity specific to that person. It's not just like, oh, well, you know, Josh is blind, so I'm going to give him the same lessons plan as Luis, right. like you know, or yeah, you know, he, ties he, an amputee, so we're yep. going to give him the same lessons plan. Like, no, he thinks of you individually and what your strengths and weaknesses are and how you operate yep. too. Because I think he noticed for me that. I don't, um, I kind of like to be on my own. Like at first I, I was like, you know, a little jealous. I was like, John's out there helping everybody else. But then I was like, no, actually he realizes that I actually yeah. like being on my own. And that's, and he's realizing what dude. I need to level 100%. up. You know? So
0: like with, with when I first started and, um, you know, most of the time I would go out surfing before I started hanging out with John, I always felt like I needed to have somebody whenever, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know same and, here. and so and I think I don't know if this was specific to my last coach and you know i'm I'm kind of moving past the toxicity of that situation but um the uh one of the things that that he didn't do and I think a lot of people don't do is is kind of develop the independence of the surfer and so John specifically yeah. I had that same thing I'm like man why isn't he working with me what what's the deal I'm not getting yeah and the thing is is he gave me a lesson and I was able to I still usually need somebody out when I go to the outside, but for shore break now, I can surf my, on my own now because I've learned to be able to hear and feel those waves in the inside because he taught me enough. He's like, you might get banged up, but you're going to be safe. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is, I think a lot of people, whether it's somebody who's, who's blind or whether it's somebody who's an amputee like yourself or, or whatever, a lot of people like to coddle us. No, it doesn't matter yep. how much risk we put ourselves in, no matter how good a shape we're in, what kind of things we do, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and right. and right John is not about coddling us. Like when I got all. stung by the stingray, John wasn't with me, by the way. And you know, oddly it was the top of my foot, but um the thing is, is like he's like, Hey, congratulations. He wasn't, yeah, that sucks. He was like, Congratulations, you all right? And that was his yep. response when I told him about it. And that's a that's a different approach in which it's refreshing because like I said, man, people try to try to act like, you know, because we're missing one part of us that, that used to be yeah. there. They're, they're treating us like, like we're less than a, a full person or something, you know, and John's never right. about that ever.
1: Never, ever. I laughed when you, when you mentioned that, because uh, I feel that a lot, like you said, they try to coddle us and it even happened with me. Um, And, and the person who did it, they were just trying to help. This yeah. is my little cousin. Love you yeah. know, love him love him to life. Um and it was funny because we were about to go into my aunt's house, you know, and he he asked me that I need help getting up the steps. And I almost like punched him in his face <laughs> like, do I need help to get up the steps? I like, dude, like but even him, you know, who knows my situation, yeah. he's you know, saw me catch waves, he knows that I have, you know, some strength. Yeah. But even he thought that I needed some help yeah. getting up the steps. And, and but this is the thing, this is the flip part. Sometimes I do need some help getting well, up and the, the steps. So it's like I, at least he asked. No, go, me ahead, go up, ahead.
0: Right, like at least he didn't just like. Oh yeah. Because that's the thing that happens sometimes. Two people amins- ask if you're cool with it. There's that that dynamic.
1: Right. So that happened to. So that didn't happen to me. But when I was able-bodied, um, I was working in Vegas and. I was going over because Vegas got a bunch of like ramps. You got to go, go over to like cross the street. So um, I'm walking and I see this guy in a wheelchair or excuse me, using a wheelchair rather. And he's coming towards me and there are two young ladies, either they were walking in my direction or walking behind him. I think they walk in my direction and the guy using a wheelchair was coming towards the three of us. Right. Right. So we see him and he does look like he's struggling. But what they did was they turned around and went, you know, started behind him and then grabbed his chair and was about to like push him up this hill. And he exclaimed, he's like, I can do it. Let me do it. And with my able-bodied brain all those years ago, I didn't get it. Um, I I did understand there wasn't any consent. They didn't ask him. They just grabbed the chair. So I did get that part, but I didn't get the, you know, cause I wasn't a part of the disabled sure. community part. So I didn't get that, but now, no, I definitely freaking get it. It's like, you know, let me do let what the I can do. Be the and
0: struggle it, because that's part of how I stay resilient on the inside.
1: It, exactly. I got one little quick story to piggyback right. off of that. When my amputation happened, uh, my, my parents came down and took care of me for a month. Um, so, you know, I'm talking doc. I, so I had to go to my surgeon three times a week just so he can check on the wound, make sure it was yeah. okay. You know, it I got, it got infected. So, you know, I had to get a, a fifth surgery after the, you know, after the amputation, but all these things going on and my parents are doing an amazing job, you know, as they did my whole right. life. And then we're getting in the car headed to a doctor's appointment and I'm trying to close the door, but I can't like reach because I'm like in pain right. and just the way I was situated. So my dad comes over and he just he was like on the phone with somebody like he's not even paying attention and he just closed the door. So when he got off the phone and he and he got into the car and had a seat, I said dad, um, I'm restricted in a lot of ways these days. And I need you to let me do what I can do, even if I'm taking long, even yep. if it's, you know, I need you to let me do the shit that I can do. And. Yeah, I can see in his able-bodied brain. He's like, dude, he was son, like, I just freaking uh-oh. helped
0: you out. What's your problem? You
1: know? Exactly. Yeah. But he got it. He was like, he thought, you know, you could, you you could see what somebody, you know. The
0: thought process played across his face a little bit.
1: Exactly. That's exactly what happened. He said, uh, okay, son. And then, and then we just drove off. But That's it was right. like, in that moment, it was like, let me do what I can do. You Good know? on your dad so, for
0: listening, though, man, because a lot of people just don't.
1: Yeah, very true. But, but John, I, I noticed, I've noticed that, like, at first I was like, hey, you know, he's helping this person, but no, he's doing exactly what I need, yeah. which is for me to be independent. You know, even with Surfline, like I'll ask him, like, what time are we surfing? He was like, you got Surfline, right? I was like, yep. He was like, how about this? You look at Surfline and you tell me when, when's the best yeah, time to come out? And next. I'm like, that's what you do. That's my next step. You know? I
0: got to start paying attention to surf forecast. I'm not doing that quite so much, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm not in the science of it yet. I I love that portion of it, but I'm just I'm you know I'm a baby when it comes to it, so I gotta bone
0: up. Do you do you mind giving in like a little snapshot of your story? Like like
1: oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, you know, I'm Ty Duckett. We we mentioned our age low a little while ago. Um, 35. Uh. Unfortunate. So I'm from Philly originally. Um, I, I, you know, born and raised. I like on the I, playground. is where I spent I, most of my days. <laughs> I, st- I almost
0: started quoting the 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 question <laughs> from you right, right back.
1: Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's, it's damn near automatic because I'm from West Philly, West, like West. legit. I was just so, actually going to ask. Yeah. I was
0: literally going to ask, were you West Philadelphia, born and raised? Well, apparently
1: so. <laughs> yeah. I'm from West Philly. Um, actually, Will Smith, he went to Overbrook High School. My, my wife's from Overbrook. My wife went to Overbrook. My aunt went to Overbrook. My oh, aunt shit. was actually in the same class as Will. That's so um, we've we crossed, crossed paths once or twice. Um, my sister was in a, a dance troupe or like a fashion like group, and they hosted their like year end event at Will Smith's mom's house. So we, so, so we, wow. it was maybe 30, 40 minutes from Philly, this huge, huge property, beautiful home, of course, you know, of course the dude's going to buy his mom a big ass house once he gets Oh my goodness. It was, it, it was so like, they had valet bro. Like we couldn't even park on her property. Like they, they valeted the cars like down around the corner, like on some, some park or something yeah. like it, it, it was nuts. But, um, but yeah, West Philadelphia born and raised on the playground. <laughs> where i spent most of my days is all facts (laughs) will smith's not a (laughs) liar but um i'm losing losing. oh yeah so so, story so from philly um uh you know an accountant you know you know into the work field just you know doing what we do you know making ends meet you know uh you know same old same old and uh i got i had a buddy that i've known you know uh, since kindergarten, he uh, he moved to Cali uh, maybe ten years ago, right. and we went out to visit him in 2013, and we we ended up visiting him three times that year. So we were just like, look, let's uh, let's try this thing out. Let's see what Cali's all about. So we made the move in uh, 20. So I, I interviewed out here on my last trip. I interviewed. They called me back maybe two weeks later and said, when can you come out? Um, so I moved, so that was the end of December of 2014, January, 2015. Uh, I was, I was out in Cali like two, like legit yeah, two yeah. weeks later. Um, <laughs> so, you know, fast forward, I'm doing the work thing. Um, I loved motorcycles before I left Philly. Um, a buddy that I went to college with, um, he tried out motorcycles and then one day like he came over Lake on grill, a bike and I'm performance like, bikes or what? this was a, like a ninja. Okay. Yeah. The, the performance bikes, um, and he just came over. We were about to play mad. And I'm like, dude, when'd you get this? We start chit chatting. And, you know, so then I got into motorcycles and, you know, fast forward, I moved to Cali, um, about a year in or six months in, I buy my own motorcycle and, uh, and I'm smiling just because my wife says whenever she leaves me alone, um, I almost kill myself. <laughs> oh, something bad always happens. So when she went on vacation to Philly, um, that's when I bought the motorcycle. When she was out of town. So you're like, hey, you so... I mean? she
0: can't. I'll have at least a week before she starts getting on me for buying it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. I'm like, I don't. I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna just go and get it and see. What was really bad is that at, when I got it, the the motorcycle shop was legit walking distance from my apartment. So that was super not good. Yeah. They they've since moved and I wish they <laughs> wish they would have moved sooner. But um so yeah I just walk I literally just walked around the corner, test rode it, got it. Um and then uh when she went back because so she she did her masters for teaching. So she had to go to Philly to do like the actual in-class right um She's stuff. So kind of when stuff, she yeah. went ag- yeah, the student teaching, and I got into my accident when she went and visited Philly. So she's like, every time I leave you alone, <laughs> so that's you, the reason she comes to most of the surf happens.
0: sessions, is so she can make sure she's there if you get tossed off your board. <laughs> just keeping yeah, keep
1: an eye. She's like, I'm mean, your good definitely. luck charm. You know, good luck charm. I don't yeah. know, even... Oh, oh, and I, I need it, bro. I, I definitely do. Um, So, yes, I'm riding a bike. I'm having a great time. You know, um, what I would what I do wish I did is I wish I just kind of got a lay of the land of L.A. I just didn't realize or kind of, you know, uh, take in mind uh, how bad the traffic is and, and how bad the driving is. And it's not L.A., you know, and Cali specific. What I think it is actually is that there's so many transplants there's so many people from other places yeah. that come to Cali and there's so many different not, driving styles. And then and exactly it just it. meshes. Is
0: it, There's almost nobody, there's a handful, um, but there, there aren't that many natives to LA specifically. And so you like exactly what you're saying. There's so many different people who are used to New York or they used to freaking Cleveland yep. or they used to NorCal and then
1: don't quite mesh so well. No, <laughs> not at all. Like, so a big thing for Philly, like, And Cali, which, you know, is just strange for me, is pedestrians, they just walk in the street without kind of looking. I would say, uh, you know, I want to stereotype, but I feel like a large part of pedestrians, they don't look when they cross the street. And it's because of Cali out here. And when I took my driver test out here, um, you know, it was really it was really clear that they they were saying that, you know, pedestrians have the right of way. Like, you know, no matter what. So I I get that that's the culture. But in Philly. Look, people will flag a car on like nope. They can have groceries in their hand, holding their kid, they like nope, you go right ahead. Be- and it makes sense to me, maybe, you know, just cuz I'm from yep. there, but it's like you're in a 2-ton piece of, piece of metal. Like if I make a mistake and hit you, nothing's going to happen. If you make a mistake and hit I me, bet. it's going to change my yeah. life. Yeah, so it's just different, but um but yeah, so you know, a nice segue <laughs> <laughs> is uh I was riding my motorcycle and this guy he was, uh, trying to beat the yellow, um, but ended up running a red light. And, um, I-, I can't give much details about that moment because I don't remember. And people are telling me that it's probably good that I don't remember yeah. what happened because I got some buddies who remember all the gritty details yeah. of their motorcycle accident, people being drugged like several blocks. And this Ouch. guy remembers every second yeah, of it. Horrible. Um, yeah, so I you know i I don't remember, but what I do recall is i was I was coming up on a red light and it it turned out so I was de- decelerating and then it turned green. So I just i and I rolled the throttle. And like I said, the guy was trying to beat the yellow slash run the red and I couldn't even see what it was. Um, It was like a movie, like when the trains come in. um, But I didn't get a chance to turn and see the train. I just my helmet filled up with light. And when I was about to turn, I was just I just got hit and I was out of it. I'm in, you know, I woke up and I'm in the ambulance and I'm like, weirdly not feeling any pain you know i'm assuming i'm in shock or they jacked me up with something or something but i'm like looking at the emts and i'm like or the paramedics i'm like uh what just happened like yeah you just just on my information. Bike.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah i'm like what just happened but for me it was like it was like a blink of an eye like i was on my bike and then now i'm in an ambulance and i'm like what just happened so at first they didn't respond they kind of looked sad kind of looked at each other and then i'm like hey what is going on <laughs> like and the, and the and the paramedic looks at me and he, he just he's like, dude, um your leg is mangled. And then I, I passed out again and then I woke up in the ICU surround like literally my bed is surrounded by surgeons and they're just like comparing notes and just talking. Like it was it was just a trippy scene to wake up. It was like the twilight yeah, zone. Yeah. I was like, what the heck is going on? So yeah, um four surgeries, excuse me, three surgeries to try to save the right. leg. Um, first surgery to try to clean it out. Second surgery to put some antibiotics in there. Third surgery to, to like, you know, check for ligaments. And if I had any, you know, any viability in my, in my limb, um, every day they were asking me, could I move my toe? Um, I couldn't for like four days. And on the fifth day I moved my toe and I thought I was out of the woods. I was like, Oh my God, it's moving. Like I can move my toe. Like I'm back. And, you know, side note, my, my brother, uh, he's six years older than me. And, I would always see him get injured, whether he's playing football, basketball, running track, or just you know, anything. I would see him on crutches and then a couple months later he's okay. Dude, so in you know, like yeah. my yeah, adolescent mind, I'm like, oh i you know, a couple, couple crutches, you know, I'll be good to go. But yeah, no, man. Um, you know, even though my toe moved, and then so side note, and this is a part of the story that I mean it, it fucks with me a little bit. Right. Um, when I got that third surgery, I was telling the doctors, I said, um, my leg is hurting. Like my leg is hurting. Like the way you guys wrapped it up, like, I feel like something is sticking into my foot. Like, I don't know what's going on. And I just feel like they, I don't want to say ignore, but they definitely just kind of
0: dis- your experience
1: yeah they just kept postponing oh you know we'll get to it give me a second you know this person's dealing with it like like I get it you know it might be some more pressing issues but I'm in pain right here and it took about four hours for them to get somebody to get to me and actually unwrap my leg and take a look at it and when the guy did it he was super nice And when he did it he takes a look he takes up the last bandage and he's like "Ooh," he said yeah this was sticking into your foot and it was like a piece of like hard, like plastic, I guess, to keep my foot straight or keep the like meat of my right. leg in place. But it was like sticking into my foot. And this was the day that I moved my toe or like the day after I moved my toe. So I thought I was on the, the road to recovery, oh. but that four hours of that pain or that them, you know, like it was cutting off the circulation to my leg. And I just, I, I don't want to dwell on it because right. I, I, I don't know if this was the but it, issue, but, but I just feel like I lost some valuable time. Wow, that sucked, yeah. I just feel like I lost some valuable time, like, you know, where my leg was trying wow. to get better and it's like losing it wasn't getting the proper blood circulation that it wow. could have. But like I said, I don't like to dwell sure, on it because sure. right after that. Um, a doctor came in and strangely, this doctor was an asshole. And, and he was one of the <laughs> one of the few that I came across because my, my medical team was amazing. Yeah. Like, shout out Not to every, my medical team. Yeah. They were great. Now, no, no,
0: some, some people are nice and some people they're good at what they do, but they're kind of jerks. There's some some people are a little bit Stephen Strange if for all the nerds out there.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, bro. And so this guy, he comes in. And, um, one of my coworkers was, uh, vi- they visiting me. Actually, this was a young lady that, um, rides motorcycles as well. So she came through and we're sitting there, you know, chit chatting. And then a doctor comes in and he has a seat. And like I said, he was just like, I don't know, freaking, I-, I feel like aloof is too nice of a word, but he just was like, like, dude, I'm in a, I'm in bad shape. Like, I just felt like everybody was super nice, but anyway, I'm not gonna go I- on this I- guy. But, um, so he's, like, looking through the pictures on his laptop, and, I, you know, I'm talking to my coworker, and I'm like, uh, and I'm telling her the story, like, you know, of what just happened. I said, yeah, I was sitting here for four hours, and they didn't unwrap my leg, and I've been in pain. But, you know, when you're kind of saying something so somebody else can hear you, I was saying Right, it so, so that the doctor, doctor, you, you were kind
0: of going out of your way to say it so that he would hear you saying it.
1: E- yeah. Exactly. So... I think he hurt me because he, when he finally like flipped around and like, but you know, began to address my situation, he was like, so, you know, um, here are the x-rays of your leg. And he shows me like the images and my leg was in a, bunch of different pieces the way he described it he said it looks like somebody opened up your leg and just poured cereal in it like those are all the different pieces of your leg bro he was like you have over 50 fractures and 50 like just pieces just floating around in your leg he was like so i'm only telling you this and i'm only telling you this this way so you can dispel the thought that that four hours that you were in pain today Somehow had ex- yeah. exactly made a difference. Yeah. So he was kind of cold, but maybe that's what I needed. Somebody right. just cut through and just say, dude, your leg was fucked.
0: Right. Like, like, it just, th- it just th- that was. wouldn't have made a difference. You, So you, Your leg would have been.
1: Right. Yeah. So, so that's what happened. And I mean, so that was the initial, you know, part of it. And then, um, you know, just being from Philly to circle back to right. that, I just, you know, we're, we're, we're a tough, tough town, tough folks. And um, you know, and also just the fabric of my family, you know, just some strong, strong people, strong women, yeah, you know, that kind of um, that that lead lead our family. So, um, when it came to my injury, I just I didn't I never thought of quit. Right. You know, that, that 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 just didn't pop up. I mean, I was in some dark places, you know, depressed and you know that's normal. You man. know, I remember Any, my
0: aunt, That's huge, man. You have a life changing event like that. You it's not going to be like oh, okay, yeah, you're fine. <laughs>
1: Yeah, just, you know, keep it moving. But um, my aunt, she asked me a question that kind of threw me off. She was like, do you do you kind of wish you didn't make it? And when she said it, I was just like, what the fuck? But it's like, no, like, that's what people that's where people go with, you know, not and not just an amputation, just any disability. Like, you know, I mean, that's the thing for the able bodied listeners out there. I mean, just imagine you know, one of your senses or, or, or a body part being yep. taken away. Like you have it today and then you don't have it the next, you know? Um, so it can send you in a whirlwind, but I didn't get that dark. Um, or maybe I did and I just don't want to admit to it. <laughs> and I, di- and I just didn't want to give those thoughts, you know, actual life and, right. and, 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 legs, uh, no pun intended, right. but, um, yeah, man, it, 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 you can get in some dark places, but, it was support, you know, support from my wife, support from, you know, my family, support from, you know, strangers, uh, you know, and then, you know, eventually the 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 differently a- or excuse me, the adaptive sport community. That's By the way, I I love really the term, my life.
0: I love the term adaptive instead of differently abled. I, I honestly like much love to people who, who like that terminology. It makes me want to fucking vomit. OK, no, no, no. no, no the differently it, abled like and, and, and I don't mind if other people. People with disabilities use that language. I guess maybe most of the context that I've had that the differently able thing on a, and not to create friction between
1: you. What, and me. what ticks you off about it's, it? No, no, no. You're yeah, yeah. Good. I'm, I'm. So, I'm so, so. Here. This is
0: just. It's yeah. mostly. I don't mind it when other disabled people or other adaptive or however they choose to identify on that. I don't mind other people within our community using it i what mm. I think the reason I have such an aversion to that term is most of the time when I've heard that term used, it's been by able-bodied people who are trying hard not to offend us and and mm. and, and and doing okay. it from a way from a place of i'm afraid and i'm I'm afraid of offending you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I, you know I, where like, it's not their experience. And they kind of get that, that sort of like, that, that, like, it, it's almost born out of guilt. Like they feel like they're guilty because mm-hmm. they have all their, all their limbs and their senses. And they, they the, the, the reality of us being in, the, in our particular respective situations makes them uncomfortable, but uh, uncomfortable enough to use different language but not mm-hmm. uncomfortable enough to actually learn about our experiences.
1: Mm. Damn. So that's, so that's, that's just that's my it. own
0: personal response to the word. So, I mean, I, I don't have too many, like, usually I'm pretty let, let you know, let live or whatever, but it just, since, since we're being real, like, I just, it's my thing, yeah. you know, like, and, and I can, I can roll with it. But since we're talking, I figured I just like, well,
1: you know, no, 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 I I appreciate that perspective because I actually use that term and I that know that works for you, you know, dude. Go, everybody, go for it. You know, yeah, yeah. No, and, and so th- so I saw an account and I for- I forget what Instagram it was, but um, it was somebody saying that they didn't like or or no, not that they didn't like it. They they were claiming the word disability, like they weren't. Yeah. It, it wasn't a negative thing for them, yeah. but for me. It it's it hits me it rubs me the wrong yeah. way you know because um, the disabled just it you know it it has. It's not even a connotation. It's the freaking definition. Right. It's like you, you, you cannot do X, Y and right. Z. Um, but but this particular person, I be, I believe either they were um, adaptive or their child was but they were in the community. Yeah. And um, they they were basically saying that they don't like when people don't use disabled. Like and I was just thinking. like, wow, yeah. you know. So it, I'm, I'm, I was, it was good to hear your perspective on differently able, you know, um, and then I saw something for like a surf event. Uh, I think they well, I don't think this it, it actually came into fruition, but the, whoever was trying to put it together, they were going to call it the 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 cripple crown instead of the triple <laughs> crown of surf event. And I didn't, I didn't take it, take offense to it, but it was, so that's the thing, like everybody's different, See, right? So it was yeah. a few people that did take offense to it. And there was some people that were cr- like cracking up at it, but I've, I've maybe had no people own it, feeling one like, way or the other.
0: If like, and I guess maybe that's more my thing, right? It's like, mm-hmm. um, you know, when, when, when a group chooses to use a word, I'm like, you know what? Or when an individual chooses to use the word, because even you know a group is not monolithic. We all have our own individual whatever, but like absolutely. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I think it's it's more of when somebody else else forces a label upon me mm-hmm. rather than let me own the way I choose to refer to myself. Right. You know, I think that's that's right. that's where. So if you choose to use it, rock on. I am I have zero problem with that because that's you choosing to identify yourself and choosing to express mm-hmm. your experience. You know, it's I think my only issue with the term and, and with terms in general, you know, like visually challenged and you know, yeah. and like handy capable and you know, all these types yeah. of where, you know,
1: it's it's more of okay. So I felt you on the handy capable. <laughs> right, yeah, I right. don't like that. <laughs> I don't Honestly, like all that. I,
0: whenever I hear handy capable, all I think about is Jimmy from South Park.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> nah, I feel you, bro. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not a fan of handicap. I, well, it, handicap it just sounds has like to me
0: dark connotations. It's basically hand to cap, and you're basically begging, you know. And that's what and you would beg, wow. beg Yeah, you would beg with your your cap your hand out, holding a cap, holding a, a hat, what? begging for uh for you know basically for change and for for money. That's that's wow. the origin uh of that word.
1: I never heard, so I just you know came up with my own thinking that you know just going off of root words. I'm thinking that like uh, you know maybe capable or or your handiness is capped at a certain at a certain yeah. level. Like that's that's all I thought. But damn hand. To now I I don't. Whoa, I got got to double
0: up. check, but I I've heard that for decades.
1: I, I wouldn't put it past you, bro. That 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 could be exactly what it is because you, you, we got to so. That's what I was actually thinking um, when we were talking about, you know, different terminologies right. and how certain people can get right. offended. I mean, you, we got to we got we to gotta definitely keep in mind that, uh, you know, the what is it? The American Disabilities right. Act. Um, I mean, you know, it, it's folks that have been in our community that came before us that had to fight Dude, for his Camp, basic rights. Bro. Crip that? Camp
0: on Netflix. Everybody should go watch that. Crip- yeah 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 it's it's a whole thing about these, yeah it it it's out. it's it's this whole like we're getting inside baseball as far as the disabled community here for sure <laughs> right.
1: um there's a documentary
0: Definitely. uh in it was like upstate new york it was like this big hippie camp uh and basically they invited everybody this was like 1960s and 70s like you know way back and they they it was the first time where people who used wheelchairs and people who had different, you know, cognitive or muscular dystrophy or blind people or whatever, that they could go and just be real people. And it was like a, basically a summer camp for all these right. people. And these same people who grew up in this camp, this they ended up tagging up, taking footage from the camp way back when, and then news reports turned out that most of the people that were at that camp uh, went on to be a huge part of the uh, disability rights movement. So in terms of like the, wow. the different early access, I can't, I'm blanking on the, the term. There's like a, like section 504 and then all the different things and pushing, you know, the people that were, would otherwise be confined to a wheelchair crawling up steps.
1: In yeah. Watching, I saw those, yeah those
0: people that were crawling up those steps, at least some of them, w- they all got their start and their sense of self-worth independent of their disability uh from their experience at this camp and this whole this documentary chronicles the whole process it's
1: that's, that's dope. pretty dope i'm gonna check that out crip camp um a buddy of mine uh jake sanchez he's a uh rock climber he's a below the knee amputee okay. and you're, um you're on his way knee, to right? be great right? yeah. yeah i'm above the knee um So he's he's like on his way to being a a Paralympian for rock climbing. Um, He just told me about uh, it's a documentary on Netflix called The Rising Phoenix. And that chronicles um, the start of the Paralympics and how they tried to, like, get rid of it one year. And it was it was funny because he said that he said that Russia when it was Russia's turn to host it or or the Olympics were in Russia, they didn't want to host the Paralympics. And their reasoning was that uh, Russia said that they don't have anybody that's disabled, <laughs> everybody <laughs> in Russia, because Russia is so far ahead of every other country. Right. There's no, right. so I just laughed at that. I was like, no, okay, was I got to watch it. Was this post uh, fall of the Soviet Union? I'm not sure. I believe it was, pre because okay, yeah, I feel like you that mentioned that there was, there the were, Soviet Union. Not that
0: they're in the clear now, but they they definitely were more uh over dramatic in, in their superiority, okay. <laughs> I think, in terms of a public thing. At least that's the that's the perception I have. I don't know, but
1: yeah, no, it sounds it sounds right parallel to <laughs> with what their response was. We don't we don't have anybody that's disabled in Right, okay. I was like, okay. Sure, sure. All righty. So um but yeah so he told me to watch that one and then he told me to watch a rock climbing um documentary it's called uh Don Don the Wall and it's these two guys um so I don't know if you heard of the dude I forget the, his name the, but he freaking yeah, climbed you,
0: his, the Yosemite Dome?
1: Ex- exactly that's yeah. the guy right so He's he solo right? Yeah he 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 solo uh this uh, L Cap I believe in Yosemite and the guy who was helping him train is the guy who's in the documentary um, Don the Wall, and the only, and the reason I mention him is because um, he's adaptive, quote unquote, because he's missing like a digit or two on his left hand, um, but he's like a world class climber, yeah. and it's it. They basically spent six years like mapping out this rock climbing route um, in Yosemite, and it's just like. I, so I, I resonate with pe- I, I resonate with passion, right. like anybody right. who's like doing crazy or, or seemingly crazy yep. shit because of this passion that they have and this yep. drive, it that it just really intrigues me. So, that, you know, to spend six years of your life on the side of a wall, like on the side of a mountain, like, you know, <laughs> that that just really it, 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 it it's, it's a certain kind of person that, yeah. that does that. And, and it, it makes me very intrigued by It makes me happy that, that people
0: um, like that exist in the world, though, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, bro.
0: Um, I I kind of want to because I want to make sure we get to it. We we kind of t- at the beginning. Yeah. Uh Tell me about this, because uh, so obviously I know you went on to eventually surf, and and we met I think at like your second or your first surf contest. I think briefly. I don't know. Did we actually yeah. even meet in 2018 with the the U.S. Open?
1: I feel like, like maybe I, like like I audit, knew like about like we you. shook hands
0: or what? Well, because I think that was the year I like,
1: first yeah. or whatever. I think. And then uh, then well, there you go. There you go. You're so modest. But yeah, that's that's how I found out about you. And because when I when I saw you, I would call you champ before yeah. I like like met you met you. I was like, oh, what's up, champ? Like, yeah, no, that's the guy that just yeah. won. Um, so I think we kind of like crossed paths, but you were with uh, your other yeah. coach and I didn't know him well, too well. He, just just but, as well. Um, just as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, Without being said, and when you so when you got with John, who's like the mayor of freaking OceanSide, you know, uh, you know, of course we became fast friends, man. But uh, um, yeah, man, it's it's been a it's been a journey, bro. It's been it's been so wild. so
0: so now that we obviously you got into surfing, we can circle back for sure. But uh, tell me about this color yeah. the water thing, dude, because you reposted this yeah. thing on Instagram, and like I I wasn't sure if it was video of you or whatever, and later well, later you told me, but Either way, just the whole sentiment, dude, I got choked up, man. Like, cause I'm sure, you know, this is audio, whatever, but um, you know, so you you're black, right. And there aren't that many prominent black surfers to my knowledge, unless I'm just not aware. And it just, I feel like maybe it's not a not maybe a comfortable place or an inviting place in terms of the surf community for people of color, you know? And, And so like the fact that you're, kind of opening this up and connecting and, and kind of making that a broader thing is is beautiful to me because I think the ocean's for everybody
1: oh yeah and I appreciate those sentiments and I mean that's the thing like so it, it's weird and, and, and it's so many things um, that are tied to everything that's going on right yeah. now and you also made the comment about the video not being tied to it's just everything affirmative. that's going It's on. all
0: positive. There's nothing, they're not talking about any of the shootings or the brutality and, and not to say that that stuff shouldn't be talked about, but they're, they're staying right. on the stuff that people can connect on no matter what position they're coming from.
1: And, and that's the thing. So it's, it's separate, but it's together and it's together simply because what's going on can maybe spur, like, so for example, you know, just like it's racism on land, it was racism in the water sure. as well. You, they know, didn't want surfing in, in,
0: you know, as far as people who look like me, they didn't want us surfing over in Hawaii because granted, not a lot of us had a lot of respect for the deep tradition of the Hawaiian islands anyway, but that's a whole, <laughs> you
1: know, whole nother whole nother podcast but, episode, but, but yeah, no, like you're, you're, you're spot on. So um there were several, Reasons, hurdles, obstacles, initiatives, or, or downright terroristic, freaking actions done to deter people of color from even getting in the water. Were was,
0: was people trying to say this is a whites only beach or something stupid like that?
1: Oh yeah, it, it, exactly, exactly. Um, so for exa- so for example, there were only two beaches in California, the entire freaking left side of this country. There was only two beaches that black people could even. Frequent, And that was um, Inkwell Beach, which is also better known as Santa Monica. And there was there's also Manhattan Beach, who which which was originally known as Bruce's Beach. So it was called Bruce's Beach because um, back then, you know, this 1920s uh, black folks couldn't uh, purchase land and, and, and own land and things of that sort. But it was a guy. Um, I believe his name was William Peck, who owned what's now called Manhattan Beach, and he was he was racist, but he was also greedy. So he um, went an unpopular route and actually sold the Bruce family um, a, a plot of land. Um, so he sold them a plot of land that was uh, close to the beach, and then he later sold them another plot. So then they ended up having like three plots of land. So they they kind of made the beach, you know, habitable. And then they made like a bathhouse because I guess that was what people did back in the day, went to bathhouses. And then they also made like a dining hall for, for, you know, cause you know, it was segregation right. and you couldn't go get a right. sandwich. So they had these three things going on and, um, you know, at Bruce's beach and I don't know if it was because it was, you know, wasn't enough money. Like, so if you exclude a certain demographic from doing a certain thing and then um you know let's say it's an ice cream stand, you know, I, I don't fucking know. So ice cream stand and 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 nobody blind can go to this right. ice cream stand. But then there's a ice cream stand that opens up down the way that's you know just for blind folks. It actually is for everybody, but because there's because these, most um,
0: people that go there are and- blind, only blind people go there
1: or whatever. Right. It, exactly. Thank you. So now that blind only quote unquote, uh, ice cream shop is now getting all of the blind dollars. So now it's like, Whoa, we're now we're missing a demographic that we could have capitalized. on. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Like they actually have, have money. So, so I don't know what exactly was the cause for the tension. You know, it could have just been, you know, the age old reason, which is just racism. But, um, The, the guy, William Peck, he kind of made it tough for, um, patrons of that beach to even access it because he owned all the land there. So he would kind of make it treacherous for them to get there, like kind of close off like easy access ways and things of that sort. And then another thing he did was he actually made the beach longer. Like he made it longer, a longer walk to get to the water. And I'm like, who the fuck sits at home and thinks of this shit? Like, but anywho, um, but yeah, so almost, almost at the end of this, uh, so that's what happened with with Bruce's beach. So it was, you know, this bustling beach with all these black folks and, you know, it was, you know, doing doing their thing. But then the government or the, uh, you know, the local government in in that area, they took it over under the guise of uh, eminent domain. Um, and so the thing with eminent domain, when it's person to person, or at least my understanding of it was, is that somebody can break into a house, be it abandoned, whatever, whatever. And if you stay there for a certain amount of time, then that house, quote unquote, legally becomes yours. You know, the same way that they took over the country, you know, with this you know people people were here first yeah, so it's I like, feel
0: like we, he, y'all didn't he, discover he, shit if there were people here first
1: <laughs> like, like it's people here so but yeah so then we we thought of eminent domain and then that kind of makes it legal to do to do what happened here so that's what they did uh, so for person to person, that's how eminent domain works but when it's government to a private uh ownership the government cannot take the private ownership away and transfer it to another private ownership they can only publicly. take it from private to public yeah. exactly so you 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 know this so um so that's what happened it was a court case um, the Bruce family lost the court case. Um, the, the part that stung that I because j- I found out about the story a while ago, but I just got this little tidbit um, maybe yesterday right. is that the the property actually lay vacant for like 20 years. And nobody. So from like 1924 to like 1950, they did nothing with it. Just sat. And it's just like, damn, that's just a smack in the face. Like, you know, and that's what I said to my wife. I said they essentially said you guys can't have fun. <laughs> like, like, like right. you can't go to the beach and have fun. So, I said that long story to say, one, I j- I'm just now founding out about this stuff. And if you go to Santa Monica, there's actually a plaque for Inkwell Beach. It's a, it's a whole thing. Wow. And um, I'm, it's, I'm it's, saying all this op- to get to color the water. Eye opening for me, dude. Uh, Bro, but see, so this is the this is the next step, and this is what I was talking to my wife about. You know, in my in my wild dreams, I would love for you to come to a color to water session. Um, so then you you will uh, you will I, I was about to say quadruple, but no, <laughs> you, you're gonna meet ten times as many black folks surfing. So and and, it, and it's not just eye opening for you; it's eye opening for me, bro. Because yeah. I I don't see it either. Like it, this shit is new course, for me adap- too. Do,
0: in, but, in the adaptive surf community specifically. Are, are there any oh, yeah. people of color that are surfing besides from, like, you know, maybe uh, somebody who's either, uh, like, Latin American or, like, from an island country?
1: It's it's a young lady who has locks, and I'm I'm not even sure where she's from. Like, she looks like she's black, but, you know, um, we're all over yeah. the place, and we're all, I mean, we're all human I mean, Jamaicans, and, I kind of I understand, because
0: it's kind of an island country or whatever, I guess, but...
1: Yeah. Um I, I mean it's only one other lady that I know and I believe she rides prone. Um but yeah, uh definitely, you know, it, it would would love to represent for, for our community. Yeah. Um and then like this movement with color to water and so the founder's name is David Milan. Okay.
0: Dude, he's welcome to come on the podcast anytime, by the way, just so you know.
1: Oh, definitely. If you haven't noticed, like we we are always like on the same page, like you're either <laughs> like you're saying something and I'm thinking it or I'm thinking yeah. it and you're saying it like it's, you know. So that's what I was thinking. Like, I would love for you guys to connect because he can talk way more intelligently because yeah. he's done the research. So, for example, he just did a paddle. He, did, he just did a 12-mile paddle from um, what was uh, formerly known as Inkwell right. Beach. He did a paddle from Santa Monica to Malibu, a 12-mile paddle. And the reason he did it and the significance of the day is he did it on the day he did it on September 22nd, which is the day that um, Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. Um, and then also he did it in honor of a black surfer, actually, and I just found this out. He was actually black and Latino. I didn't know yeah. that because everything that I saw just was saying he was black but he was black and Latino and his name was Nick Gabaldon and this guy would start his surf day off at Inkwell Beach because that was the only beach that he could step foot on without you know fear for physical right. harm um, He so he would start out at Inkwell Beach but Santa Monica uh, doesn't have the best break it's just just not the best would, break that's why people he don't get, He would days. get in there but he would paddle out. He would paddle to freaking Malibu and then surf, and then paddle back, bro. Dude, like imagine paddling twelve miles, then surfing, or six miles, then surfing. Dude, I, and my then conditioning is nowhere close to, go to be back.
0: in there right now. Like, I mean, I can he paddle for that a every while. day.
1: Dude.
0: By the way, you're just making me think of Malibu. Did that? The, the when when we ended up, uh, we went up to Malibu that day.
1: There were literally like I still think about that dude,
0: day. <laughs> there were like eight of us. We had yep. the entire like like the one of the most iconic surf spots in the entire world, yep. and we had
1: that's eight of them. That us. was a special day, yeah. And I still think about that wave. Actually, Jesse Billauer he posted something in July where he caught a wave. I mean, and Jesse's freaking world yeah, class, sure. you know. Um, so I mean, it's not crazy that he he was riding this wave, but it was such a beautiful. Such a beautiful ride, man. I, and I just messaged him. I said, "Dude, I want to ride that wave." He said, "Bring your ass to Malibu." I was like, <laughs> "We'll do, bro." Like it just was the perfect right It just it just went on for days, man. But, so um, but have, yeah, that was awesome. You would pedal all the way to freaking Malibu from from all the way to Malibu, Dude. and then surf. Like after that, he would, that, he would surf. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, he had to, cause you know, it, he, he was awesome. Um, so, so Dave, who's the founder of color to water, he did that paddle, um, on September 22nd and he did like a little go Well, not a little, um, he did a go fund right. um, to, to support his organization. Right. And it's really at the, at the base of it. And I, and I really would love for you guys to talk yeah. because just like you loved his video, like all of his video. So he, so his profession, he's a media guy. Right. Like, and he has a very unique job, but he teaches media literacy. So Beautiful. it's it's no, it's no um, surprise that his, sure his media is, me. is, is awesome. There's, like there's a
0: giant – a lot of people consume media, but there are a lot of people who are hmm. media illiterate. They don't understand uh, phrasing and comparisons and subtleties and the way you can manipulate the tonality of something to, to, to nudge people towards a particular viewpoint.
1: Oh. Yeah. And and he's he's spot on with it and, and the visuals are, are dope as well. Um he, he actually volunteered. He did five years in the Peace Corps. Um he's a very interesting cat, man. I would love would love he, a, too, a, to talk.
0: He is hundred percent. You were talking about like the guys who climbed the you know the dome up in, in Yosemite. You know, people like mm-hmm. that, people like like uh like David, um, you know, that that's honestly what, what what this whole podcast is about is cultivating that adventurer mindset right so you you mm-hmm. do something that's scary and difficult on purpose you get as much of life as you possibly can you know that looks different for different people mm-hmm. right like um you know, some people, surfing's not their thing, but you... you get the-
1: I was about to say, some people think we're crazy surfing, getting out in that water. And, you know, um, you, you know, being blind, me, one leg. And then, and, and when I first started, I couldn't even swim. Like, people literally were calling me crazy, you know. But though we might seem crazy to others, we can't live without it. Like, it's like, we can't live without it, bro. Um But yeah, man, I, I didn't mean to no, cut we're you good, off. we're good, we're uh, good. But yeah, definitely, I want to connect you to because um, not only is his organization amazing, and then just at the base of it, it's really just free surf lessons for people of color. That he's just trying right. to color the water yeah, like exactly that's so, what and that, 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 that's all kind
0: of it like is. A, It's a similar vibe of what John's doing with the with uh, with waves for all. There seems like a, a kindred. We we want people to be able to enjoy nature's playground, you know.
1: Exactly, and I want to I want to link those two guys up as yeah. well. We're like we got to we got to connect all these folks, man, that are doing well, this huge amazing help, be, help
0: make that happen. I don't want to be like get these delusions of grandeur, but you know there there is beyond just the show. There is a a movement that you know, like I don't even know where I got the idea of Adventure Mind from, and I think that I heard that somebody out there is using the the. I got to go trademark this shit if somebody else is using it. But yeah. regardless. It's not about the name. It's about the movement of, of people living life on purpose, man. I'm, I'm, t- you know, we're letting, and it. it doesn't matter, right? Like I don't care if if somebody's super conservative or super liberal or which there's more than just two viewpoints, whatever. But that's a whole different. But yeah. I, I think what it is though is we're letting. We're letting MSNBC and Fox News and and all this stuff l- like kind of roll us around, and we're we like, yep. y- you know, we 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 look at Facebook or Instagram, and those can be valuable tools. Twitter can be a valuable mm. tool, but we let it, it's not life. It's not life, and we let it uh, be responsible for our quality of life, instead of us living life on purpose. And
1: mm. and I think.
0: I love that. I think that the more intentional living we do, the more there's a chance to alleviate the unnecessary suffering, man. There's this, there's this, I'm going all philosophical. I'll be done in a second. I promise.
1: No, I love, I love this, bro. Like, man, this, there's the the
0: idea. um, And I've been exploring Buddhism a little bit in the last couple of years. Uh, I mean, I've I've been around it, but there's this idea of the, the Bodhisattva, right? So of the, the idea of, and, and because I'm not a Buddhist and I'm, I'm only kind of dipping in, you know, somebody who is a, a more schooled, correct me and we'll have you on. You can talk about it. But it, nice. the idea, though, is that instead of basically going the full way to being enlightened and then being absorbed into nirvana, right, you, mm-hmm. you come to the point and you hold yourself back just a little bit to help show other people the path so that they can alleviate their suffering so they can kind of come to that realization. Mm. And I think like there's a, whether somebody's Buddhist or not, there's a beauty in that concept of making sure that it's not about you. It's when, for me, when, when one of the things that was kind of negative and, and destructive, I think a little bit in my early surfing, you know, like the point where I I, I actually dreaded surfing because it came all about competition, when I, when I got out of my head, I got back to why I quit my job in the first place four years ago is to help live a full life and help other people do that too. So we, we, so we got, right. I mean, and so you you tell me about David, I'm like, dude, hundred percent. We got to have him on, you know, uh, it's why I wanted to have you on dude. Cause you have been, I don't, I'm sure you have bad days but I've, yeah. I've <laughs> and, and I'm sure you do. Cause we're all human. But you've been nothing but positive every single time you and I have have talked. I've always felt a little bit. All right, there's some cool people in the world. Like at literally every single time. Nice. Even when you were struggling, you would kind of tell me with the the stuff you were dealing with the house back and Philly and stuff. Like I still yeah. like you have this resonance of positivity, and that's there may need to be more people like that. And it's sort of like that. If we get into that that. uh sympathetic vibrations you know this is all new age but like it's that whole idea of if you get one resonance it's like when people shatter glass with their voice like you you go up Mm -hmm. um, there's this guy jamie vandera on youtube and he's he's like a metal vocalist like super like 80s metal hot you know kind of stuff shatters Mm -hmm. like wine glasses with his voice he's not touching the glass but it's that he knows how to hit that right frequency to affect certain result and i think the more mm. we do that as people, the more that we can kind of awaken that that part of people that they don't think exists. And and that's why, you know, it's it's beautiful. Like I said, that's why I wanted to have you on because you, you you have that going.
1: Man, that's that's spot on. One, I appreciate you saying that, but it's, it's just amazing how, you know, uh, in sync we are, you know, adventure mind like that. That's the thing, bro. Like, that's what kind of keeps me going. Like, of course, I love surfing just, you know for my own personal gratification, but it's, it's the high fives, man. It's the people saying good job. It's the, you know, like, for example, the matter of fact, the last time I went surfing with John, it was a below the knee guy, uh, at our spot. And he, you know, stopped me before I got into the water. And he was like, how are you doing that? Oh, he wasn't surfing. He was just hanging out. Yeah, he was just hanging out on the beach. Yeah, um, he was just hanging out on the beach, and he just he stopped me. And he was like, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm just doing it. Like, I'm just popping up. He was like, well, I don't have, a like, a surf leg. Like, my leg can't get wet. And I was like, yeah, well, I had to, like, get my doctors to make this leg out of, like, spare parts and whatnot because, you know, side note, insurance doesn't cover anything that isn't deemed necessary, and a surfing wasn't deemed necessary. But I actually think it is necessary. It's for my mental health. 100%. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, it, you know, he stopped me on the beach and we chit chatted and I, hopefully I passed him some inspiration along for him to, to try it out. And then what I also did was, uh, I introduced him to John. So who knows if you, if you know, John, the, the sky's the limit. So, so, um, but yeah, man, we have
0: Mon here, by the way.
1: Exactly, like he's going to be like doing some crazy activity, you know. But but living life on purpose, and I loved like what what you were saying when when you were you know getting philosophical, man. It's uh you know living life on purpose, bro. Like and then when you when you did the the frequency right. analogy, man, it's it's like wow. Imagine all the people living their life in the wrong frequency, you know. Not necessarily saying it's a bad frequency; it just might not be your things, maximum.
0: Makes things more difficult than it has to be.
1: Right, exactly, bro. That's that's a heck of a, um, a thought to uh, kick it's around, man. Up to that um, too,
0: because like, like if you try to paddle out at the wrong time, you get pushed back in the shore. If you wait, for the break, yes, you, you do. wait for the break in the set, you can get out sometimes within
1: seconds. Easy, yeah, easy peasy. Absolutely. That's man. Well, I feel like it's a surfing analogy for every <laughs> everything in life, man. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm excited that we did this because um, I think that. Uh, There's so much potential for growth and connections like, um, you know, I think a lot of us are like when you mentioned social medias, we we get we get used to the uh, instant gratification. And I just feel like with this podcast and with the connections and um, making uh, everybody aware of certain people, like you said, you had Jose on who I think is an amazing guy um,
0: with positivity, dude. I love that guy.
1: uh, so, so side note on Jose, like when you say infectious with positivity, th- the reason I made myself meet him was because of his infectious positivity. I just saw him. So this was at the the Stoke for Life uh, 2018. Right. I just saw him rolling around, just high fiving people, yeah. smiling, yeah. just like enjoying life. And I told my wife, I said, I got to meet this guy like legit. Right. I said, babe, I gotta meet him because he is like beaming, and I need to know whatever he's on. I need two scoops. <laughs> I, need, I, I need it, like, um, but I and I stopped him, and we chatted, and he gave me thirty minutes of his time right then and there, like stranger yeah. just walking up to him. And I'm like, dude. And I told him exactly what I told you. I said, I told my wife, I had to meet you because you're beaming like you're just smiling and you're just like, what's going on with you? Yeah. And he, he sat with me 30 minutes telling me his story, telling me he, you know, he went, you know, he was in some very dark places. He went he went to hell and yeah. back, but he he's here. And, and and it's just like you said, infectious positivity, man. Um you know, so this 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 platform that you got here, bro, is 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 awesome because you're uh, introducing the world to some awesome individuals. And then I think you're you're making some connections that might not uh, explode tomorrow. But I think once you like like once you talk with Dave and then Dave talks with John and then yeah. you guys coordinate yeah. all it. This is going to be crazy, bro. It's going to be a crazy. You're, thing, uh,
0: you're making me feel good about doing this, you know.
1: I'm glad you. Did. I'm glad you felt good enough to do it yourself yeah. to get to to get it get it done yourself, bro. Because that's a lot of things uh, we hold ourselves yeah. back, you know. So and, I'm and glad mad, you fucking mad props, did, it, bro. props.
0: He's he he hasn't been on the podcast yet. I'm gonna have to interview him directly. But uh, mad props to uh, to Justin Romack from Hero House Creative because if it was not would not have been for his his coming alongside me, uh, he saw me post something up on a on a Facebook comment about having to shut my dojo down. Uh, he, he was like, Hey man, let's, let let me help you kind of build something. And and not, and not that he, and he didn't, um, you know, this wasn't his idea, but literally this podcast would not have happened as quickly or as well as it did, if ever, without having somebody who saw the value in doing something like this. And so, so, uh, if you need medical, uh, medical, if you need, (laughs) uh, if you need, uh, marketing and, and, and whatnot, uh, you know, here at House Creative uh, is absolutely. Uh, I could not be. I could not be doing this without him. So.
1: Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's awesome that you say that because just in my, you know, I, I just met Justin as well. Well, not as well. I just met him and just our brief interaction. He's been like so professional, like so on point, so helpful and then funny on top of that. So I'm just like reading the emails, like cracking up, but yeah, man, I, you know, I want to keep him in my contact list. He's uh he's an awesome individual, you know? Um, But yeah, man, it's 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 crazy times. I feel like I feel like we're we're spoiled just in in the regard that we have this release that we know we can go to and and be okay.
0: You know, I don't even know where I'd be right now. Like like in in the middle of the coronavirus and all the lockdowns, whether it's however serious it is, it's impacted the entire country on a giant level. And if I I mean, surfing is probably one of the safest things you could possibly be doing right now. Sides like, like I told people before, I ride a you know a nine foot plus board, I'm, I'm staying six feet away from people whether I want to or not.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you good to go, dude. I was on a freaking monster yesterday. Freaking, are you on, on, on Todd's That's- log that he had? No, this I was surfing with David. Okay. Um, he had he has this. I think it's called a sport blade, okay. and it's just this long freaking boat, man. You can have uh, you can have a candlelight dinner on that thing, like in the water. You're not drop, you're not spilling an ounce, of, a, a drop of wine, or or knocking those candles. Yeah, over that's there. cool. But I was on, I was on something that was a seven ten. That was pretty fun. It was a little wobbly, but um, wasn't too bad. Got to get you riding your but, um, board
0: more. You got that pre like premium board. You've ridden it like
1: three times i know it's a little tippy for me um but i like the workout that it gives me it, it works out the abs but you know you know who's holding it for me the the awesome guy we've been talking about john is john yeah. so my car doesn't have the racks so i wasn't able to take it home but guess a, another awesome thing he did he, he gave me some racks so yeah. <laughs> he gave me racks and i'm gonna put them on the car and then i'm gonna drive down there and i'm gonna finally finally grab my yeah. board um but yeah it's it's, it's awesome um uh, Jake Pacheco uh, had By a way, sweepstakes. Uh, and... Everybody,
0: go check out Prone to Ride on YouTube. Jake Jake Pacheco's the he's a man, dude.
1: Oh, absolutely, so, so motivational, man. Like I've messaged him so many times that I've been just laying in bed and and not feeling like you know just in pain and don't want to get out of bed. And then here he goes with his motivational um, videos, and it's like, how can you not? How can you not get up? Yeah. So yeah, he had a sweepstakes and for a surfboard and and some awesome Prone to Ride gear. And um, awesomely, oh, I won yeah. that thing, won. man. And yeah, yeah, he had like a whole sweepstakes. That yeah, that that was- you gotta oh, check out that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, check out his page. It was like, um, he did a post and then he did like a full YouTube on it. It, it was pretty dope for sure. Yeah, but he's he's an awesome guy. But yeah, man, I'm gonna follow up with you. I'm gonna circle back with David and let him. So, one, I already told him about you, I already told him you're a freaking beast. So, he know he knows about you already. So, now you know about him. And I'm gonna connect you guys, and then I would love to to uh, listen to the podcast Absolutely. with you two. You two guys chopping it up, you know. Um, you're super eloquent, and then like I said, he literally he teaches media literacy, and um, I just want to hear you guys chop it yeah. up, man. It's freaking beautiful. Freaking awesome. Is there anything
0: else? I always but, like to ask guests before we close things out. Is there anything you didn't get to, um, you know, that you want to or that you you uh, you know?
1: Um, like I said, when we, before we talked, um, I got some things in the works, but they're not solidified. And, um, I guess I'm superstitious in that way to, to, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, I want to start doing something like you here with the, with the podcast. Um, uh, well, my buddy, you want to start a podcast, start a podcast,
0: dude, there's more than
1: enough room for all of us. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's, it's actually my buddy, Jake, the, the, um, climber, um, he, he thought of it and um you know i'm just kind of sidekicking it with him um and uh and see see what we can do but it's 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 in line it's not your deal but it's it's in the there's, same there's wheelhouse of activating people's there's minds there's enough
0: space for all of us the more people that are doing this and that's that's the beautiful thing about podcasting about this way of distributing uh, ideas is that we're not competing for the same time we may be competing a little bit for right. people's hearts and minds a little bit but if we're all about mm-hmm. the same same vibe, one, there's no competition there. And you know what? After you get done listening to this podcast, go listen to go check out Jacob Pacheco's YouTube channel. Yeah. Or go you know, if you like Rogan, listen to Rogan. If you like your mom's house, listen to your mom's house. Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> you, you do your thing,
1: man. <laughs> Try it out. Try. Exactly, bro. Right. Yeah, man. But uh <laughs> So this is this is awesome, man. You're doing you you always been a solid dude, man, and it just makes sense that uh this podcast is solid as well um but yeah man we gotta get in the water bro if we can make make tomorrow happen so uh oh i'm locked i'm locked in let's see if you can make it
0: maybe i'll I'll Um, make my wife breakfast or something maybe it should be uh that'll make it work
1: oh it's good compliments and you know good great gestures like that always (laughs) work bro but we yeah but i mean all jokes aside we would love to see you guys we haven't seen you forever so Oh. As
0: I've uh, as I said many times, I'll say it again. Adventure is a state of mind. How you live it is up to you.